This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crown, joined here by the wonderful Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? We've got a guest today, Brie, that's like the opposite of the guests that we've had in the terms of we've done a lot of social media talk about apps and how to notice if they're addictive and if they're drawing you in and you don't have control of it. And we have someone who's actually designed an app, but using it for good. Yes. I, at one point in the interview, I'm like, so you basically take your knowledge and you use it for good, not for evil. <laughs> so, not for evil. <laughs> I know. The nefarious, like, I could see Dr. Evil just turning around. You know, I think we did Austin Powers. Dr. Evil would be probably creating an app. Some He'd social be a tech media. guy. Oh. He'd be the tech guy who lives in Silicon Valley, except <laughs> I think they're kind of all going bust right now. But he'd have like his big social media network. Yeah. And yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Crazy new times. Oh, my gosh. But yes, he'd wear all black. <laughs> <laughs> the tech uniform. <laughs> Good Lord. But but I guess Jenny Wu isn't anything like that. And she, she's the co-president and chief product officer at understood.org, which if you haven't heard of, is a very cool resource that helps the 70 million people in the United States with learning and thinking differences, anticipate the challenges, barriers, or opportunities in life and confidently reach their potential. So if you have anyone in your life that is neurodiverse or if you're neurodiverse yourself, this is a must listen because we have a resource for you that you're going to want to get on right away. We hope you enjoy our interview with Jenny Wu. Now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back 
Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome, Jenny, to the podcast. It's so nice to see you again in your like actual environment because we met at a conference a few months ago and like I think like seeing each other and like how we are in our spaces is just like you get a different view of a person. So welcome. Yeah. What a fun conference it was, though. It was such a fun conference. We talk about Mom 2.0, Brie, don't we? Like every time on this podcast, we're always talking about how fabulous it is. Uh, And we get to like stay here in Phoenix for everything. (laughs) So it's like, it wasn't quite a vacation for us, but I'm seeing your weather outside is very cloudy and overcast. Yeah. And not in the triple digits like yours is probably. (laughs) No, we're like, uh, I have to look at my watch. We're 93 right now, which is actually really good for June. I was going to say, it's supposed to be a high of 104 today. And I was thinking, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Because anything below <laughs> it, yeah, like it had been like 109, flirting with that 110. And we normally hit the 110. And then the news just says, like, they just start doing coverage of how long we stay in those 110s and higher. That is when it's miserable. So I'm like, 104, wow. I could do 104. This is okay. <laughs> the only place in the country you- I think you can say that because I grew up in the Midwest and you would never say that about even 90. <laughs> Wow. What do you do with your kids in that heat? Well, it's like winter. So uh-huh. like winter back east, like how you stay inside our summers, yeah. you eat inside or you're like traveling from air conditioned car to air conditioned mall to air conditioned yeah. movie mm-hmm. or you're swimming yeah. at the pool. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that I thought but, was so weird about living out here with small kids is um, so like Joanne said, it's like our winter, right? Even the zoo closes. Like the zoo is only open right. from like 5 a.m. to like 9 a.m. And then it closes for the entire day and then it opens back again. After the animals dark. need the rest. Yeah, they can't yeah. be out in the heat. So it's like it's it's really weird. Like the, anything outdoors that's not water related is completely shut down it's for the closed. summer. Yeah, like there's like parks that have like little trains that go through them. They're closed for the entire summer. So. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's crazy, but you know, with kids, it's hard. Um, and yeah, uh, we're so this episode is going to be airing really close to the school year, and we were excited to have you on when we went to Mom 2.0. That was the first I ever heard of Understood.org, and I love the mission of making it easier for people with learning differences to really thrive in society. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about Understood? Sure, absolutely. So understood.org as an organization has actually been around for about a dozen years, but I would say it's been in the last four or five years or so, we've really thought about how can we solve what is traditionally a nonprofit problem um, at scale with kind of product and technology. So just to back up, Understood creates resources for the 70 million individuals in the U.S. that have a learning and thinking difference. So that's ADHD, dyslexia, a lot of other conditions. And, you know, I think we we forget how prevalent it is. It really is one in five people, yeah. um, yeah. one in five kids as well. And the organization is founded by Fred and Nancy Poses, who 
are wonderful and have two wonderful boys, one of whom has learning and thinking differences. And they really wanted to give parents, especially and caregivers, the kind of resources and support that they didn't have when, when Max was growing up. And so for the past over a decade now, we've been, we've been doing that through all sorts of really accessible and digestible content from well-known experts. And in the last four or five years, we've really been expanding into other resources, including a mobile app that I'll talk about, different podcasts that we have. Mm -hmm. um, we now have a full podcast network and other resources as well. So it's been a really exciting ride. And I've been at Understood personally for about three and a half years mm -hmm. now. So my journey has, has really been in the tech space, transitioning from really a lot of working in product management at different consumer tech companies and really falling in love with, you know, how do I affect and change user behavior in the positive how, way? How right? do you take your talent I, and use it for good? <laughs> for yeah. good. It's funny because we talk on the podcast a lot about social media apps, how not all of them are bad, but you uh -huh. really have to be aware of the little tricks and like things that really creators put into the apps to make them very addictive and to make you stay on and to use it. And that's something that really fascinated me about your story, because you want to create this empathetic way to influence user behavior, but for good. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you do that? How do yeah. you like what? <laughs> so I think one working for a great cause helps. I'd kind of found myself working kind of in the health and wellness space. So I started out in tech as a founder. I gradually started working in spaces that helped, for example, fitness in my last job. I helped people stay on the wagon with their fitness routine and found different ways of getting people engaged in their fitness regimen when they don't have access to, let's say, going to a gym or fitness classes all the time because they have young children at home, <laughs> right? But how do we make that fun and motivating enough to stick with it, right? So yeah. all of those kind of behavioral principles I applied here, which I am lucky to work at an organization that is not focused on just a financial incentive. So we focus on things that really benefit the users that we're serving, which is really the parents. Mm -hmm. So just to back up, I think you guys are familiar with Wonder, which mm -hmm. is our mobile app that is focused on community. And when I arrived at understood.org, one of the first things I thought about was we have mm -hmm. all these resources for parents and we have all this, all these articles and information about how to get them evaluated and what to say at a parent-teacher conference and how do you fill out a 504 plan? Why aren't more parents using it? There's Why aren't more people accessing it? And after you know hundreds of interviews and research we've done with parents, I found that parents really felt just a lot of emotional barriers to to accessing resources because they felt alone. Right. Because they, they felt like they were, you know, they couldn't talk about it with other people because they, they were afraid of being judged. 
Hey all, it is Joanne. And Brie here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. And they didn't know where to go necessarily to, to talk about it. And so they were hesitant to take kind of the necessary steps forward, right, to get the resources that they need. And I know you guys know that more than anything. You have guests on the show that have talked mm -hmm. about it. And it's so hard because when you're a mom or any parent going through navigating your child's learning and thinking difference, it feels like you're the only one going through right. it. It does. It is extremely isolating. And there's a stigma attached too to learning differences and even being labeled with a disability. In our coaching community, balance like this comes up a lot where parents see some behaviors in their kids where they're like, I don't know about this, but I really don't want to have them labeled, you know, quote yep. unquote. Yeah. And getting over that hump and finding that community of parents. Because first of all, like what I've seen in parents and what I've seen in kids and also adults who have been diagnosed late in life with like autism or ADHD is that sometimes that label really helps them understand themselves first. Mm -hmm. And it helps them get the help they need because then right. they qualify for like all of these resources and all of these things. Uh, so I know that stigma is something that understood really tries to get past with learning differences. And with wonder, I think it's a great thing for, well, we no guilt mom here. We know community is the basis for making moms feel less alone and yeah. getting them the help they need. But wonder, you have one additional thing in your app that's so cool. The access to experts. 
Yeah. So wonder by understood, but it's wonder with a U because all our kids are wonderkins. We we were really thoughtful when we launched this because to your point that you made earlier, do we need another social media app? Do we need another social networking app? And after talking to parents about what they were looking for, we heard that there really was a burning need for community that was going to be safe and not judgmental uh-huh. sure. and also just cut through the noise of all the misinformation out there. Um, I think one of the benefits of signing up for Wonder is it is not an addictive community app. It it doesn't even have a big general feed that's full of likes and things, right? We directly kind of personalize your experience to the topics that are most relevant for you and your child. And we also offer expert groups specific hey. to the various topics as well. So people have found that it's just much easier to get the answers that they're looking for much faster well, as well mm-hmm. as the support. So it's been amazing. What we've seen in the app is our parents feel so comfortable that they write these really long, vulnerable posts that they wouldn't share really anywhere else. Um, yeah. And they're able to to access experts that normally they would not be able to access or they would have to probably pay a lot of money to be able to get the kind of answers they need. So that's really the the value that we're hoping to bring with Wonder. It's been out in the wild for about a year and a half now. We have almost 30,000 users on the app. And, you know, most of them are all parents like ourselves who are just trying to figure out how to navigate their child's learning and thinking differences. And many of them are also, I think, upon noticing their child's learning and thinking differences are probably starting to notice that within themselves. Yeah. Right? Yes. How many times have you heard like moms or, you know, of like, oh my goodness, that sounds like me. <laughs> Maybe I have ADHD and, and I never thought to, you know, get diagnosed until I was an adult because I saw it in my child. So that's happening as well all the time. Yes, that happened actually with a family member of mine. Their son got diagnosed. They were taking their son in to look at him. And all of a sudden the doctor turns to (laughs) the dad and is like, tell me about you. And he's telling him and he's like, I think you might want to get evaluated for ADHD. And he had it. He got evaluated and he said it's like a night and day difference in terms of his productivity and how he works. Yeah, I think helpful ways to to I think destigmatize those labels is just to normalize yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So now you know that there is an app with thirty thousand people, all of whom have children with learning and thinking differences and are all going through the same thing mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. So there's there's nothing to be ashamed of there and there's nothing to say that your child's not going to have a thriving, wonderful life. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I would just want all of your listeners to know. I think I think there's a big part of it that I mean, and Joanne and I talk about this a lot about how we we come in with the thoughts and the ways that we were that were given to us as we grew up. So from our parents' generation, and I know that, like mm-hmm. for instance, it just growing up, we were always told like just figure out a way to do it. Right? If you're daydreaming all the time in class, just snap out of it, pay attention. All these little, I refer to them as little quirks that we have. We were taught just to find a way to work through them and just 
don't say anything because you don't want to be different, but just figure out a way to work through it. And so a lot of us have shuffled through life with all these band-aids that we have, all these little like things that we're doing, these shortcuts to try to make things work, trying to fit that square peg into that round hole when really it's been there the whole time that there were supports available to us, but we've been keeping our head down and told just to make our way through it. I wouldn't want that life for my child. There's a lot of things that I struggle with, with attention and and sensory integration. And I, I learned a lot of it from working in the field of disabilities, but I would want so much more for my kids to not have to struggle, to not have to constantly feel like, why am I different? And not having yeah. that answer. So this community is amazing because it gives your child that support and that freedom and that identity to be able to embrace it and to be like, oh, there are so many things that I can do that are amazing that I don't have to figure out on my own. Well, also, I think that in ADHD in particular, girls are diagnosed at a fewer rate than boys because girls' symptoms are so much more inside them and they're more likely to feel very shameful and guilty for them. Like the daydreaming, Brie, that you mentioned, that's a symptom. Like I had that as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't pay attention in like history. It was always history. I could not do it. It would be like 10 or 15 minutes later and I'm like, oh shoot, Like, (laughs) like what just happened? And you think it's a personality fault. But when you're with a community of people who can bring that to light and be like, hold on, there's something else going on here. And there are so many other people who experience it, too. It could really help people. Specifically, I'm thinking girls because I have a very big passion for like raising women. Girls who are impulsive, girls who daydream, girls who can't pay attention in class, who think they're flighty, who think they're disorganized. It is not their fault. Their brain is just different and works in a different way than other yeah. people's. I wouldn't say other people's. I would say like the not even majority of the population because we all have differences, but it's just different. I think what you're what you're both bringing up is kind of the additional layer of stigma um, that is put upon girls and women right from a young age. And you're right. So many girls are underdiagnosed because, you know, they don't present with the Mm-hmm. traditional symptoms of ADHD, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not rambunctious or whatever, but they're much more kind of daydreaming or unfocused. And they're much more likely to be the in- inattentive type of, of ADHD, right? When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts. And when we underdiagnose girls, that leads to really adverse outcomes as women, as, you know, we start to internalize these, yeah. um, exactly the things you're, you're talking about is that you should just get through it or find workarounds or mm-hmm. the perfectionism, the masking, you know, when you get to an adult, when you get to a work environment that are just so exhausting for women. And now we know that women these days are getting diagnosed with ADHD uh-huh. like two to one to men. Are the stats that we're hearing because they've been so underdiagnosed in the past. Yeah. And everybody's hearing about it now and being like, that's why. And like, you're kind of mad that you've been fed this pack of lies for so long. I love that it's coming more to light and that there are people congregating (laughs) in a community to show that this is okay. And it's just a difference. And you can thrive and you can live a much better life without having to fight against your actual neurodiversity and learn to work with it. Absolutely. Yeah, we're very, I think, lucky and grateful to work for an organization that allows us to, I think, share that message. With Wonder, we have created something that allows people to just find their people. We have local groups on there for specific cities. We have all sorts of really kind of specific questions that get asked. And we're looking forward to to building it up as we as as time goes on. So we're really excited. I love that. I love that. What? Yeah. Did you, out of curiosity, Jenny, totally coming from left field, did you have a personal connection at all to learning differences and before you joined, understood? I do have it in my family, but personally, I'd never experienced having learning and thinking differences. <laughs> But that doesn't mean I didn't have the experience of knowing what it felt like to be different. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. My family and I emigrated from China when I was only five. You know, I grew up with with very kind of strict tiger parents that expected me to be a certain way. And I was not that way. <laughs> That's hard. And, you know, and I, I fought all the time to be who I was in a way that was really hard, that really didn't have to be so hard for a long time. Um, I mean, I was able to finally let go of the expectations of who I should be and start a company, go down a career path that maybe I could enjoy as well as find financial success in. And so I found a lot of relatable elements in just being able to celebrate being different, (laughs) celebrate different definitions of success for people and really what it means for someone to thrive. You know, it, it yeah. means such different things to different people. And that's 100% okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I am so excited to have more people learn about Wonder. And I, I wish I knew, I wish it was there 
20 years ago when I started in the field of working with parents with special needs, because that community, like you said, it's so hard to find. And especially when you're in certain communities, like certain areas of the country, right? It's hard to find people near you. So I love how this is something easy that everybody can connect to and that can give them that community that they so desperately need. On Wonder, we have, you know, a whole resource center and we release seasonal content. So if you download it, you'll start to see back to school resources. We have things like how do you get an IEP or what do you what do you say, you know, in the beginning of the I'm year? Sure. How do you prepare your teachers? We have tons of educators that you can tell your educator friends about that are on there as well who genuinely want to help their students. And so there's a ton of resources that are upcoming that are constantly refreshed for anyone who wants to help their students. That's awesome. And we'll have a link to Wonder in the show notes. So anyone will be able to download it easily. And Jenny, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been wonderful to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. It's funny, Brie, because right when we taped the intro, we stopped it and you're like, are you are you nervous? Are you anxious? <laughs> or have you had a lot of caffeine? I didn't and the say that. I had a lot of caffeine. Yeah. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. I was like, okay, something's off here. And it's, and I wonder if it's my perception, though, too, somewhat, just because I'm not feeling well. So I'm a little slower today than <laughs> I normally am. But you were definitely moving faster. So I was moving faster because I was walking on my treadmill and I stopped my treadmill. And now I'm like going back and forth and back and forth on my but it feels good. Like it feels good to have movement in my body. I wouldn't do well with a normal job anymore. Yeah. Sitting all day. Yeah. Every job I've ever had before this, I was always like up, down, teaching, moving around. Cause yeah, I can't, I have a very hard time sitting for a long period. Yeah. Time. Which is well, interesting. Actually, we talk about that in the episode. It goes really well with neurodiversity. <laughs> yes. And I could never the need sit to still. move. Yeah, I I never could sit still in class for long periods of time. Could not do it. Could not keep attention for long spans. Like anything over thirty minutes, you've lost me. I just cannot mm-hmm. do it. So yeah, it's hard, and a lot of people have that. I mean, I have that too. I can unless I'm insanely interested in something, I cannot keep attention. And we talked about how like. I thought that was a character flaw of me. And I thought I just had to work harder all through high school. Right. Well, again, like a lot of our generation, I feel like we were just told and we talk about in the episode, it could just have been gender. But I feel like I was always told just to figure it out. It was always expected of me just to figure it out. One of the best explanations I've ever seen on social media in the last year or so, there was a TikTok where this girl's talking about how she just got diagnosed with neurodiversity. I think in her case, it was ADHD. And she Uh was saying how she was happy and mad because it was like owning a car and like she's owned a car her whole life and she's always had car trouble and she goes into work and people are like, yeah, you have car trouble. We all have car trouble, but you still got to show up to work. You still got to get stuff done. And as time goes on, she gets all these tools to fix her broken car. And then years later, she finds out that not everybody has this broken down Ford Pinto stick shift. They all have a Toyota Avalon or like a BMW. And she's like, wait a minute, your car breaks down, but it's not the same as when my car breaks down. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just that whole we figure out the tools that we need, not realizing that there's more available. And that's what I love about the Wonder app. It gives those tools and makes them accessible to everybody. 
It does. It makes more understanding about it, too, because also with ADHD, there's so many gifts and there's a lot of gifts with learning differences, too. Like your brain is physically wired differently. They've taken these functional MRI machines and mapped the blood flow in your brain for individuals who've been diagnosed with ADHD and other learning differences. And there are actual physical differences in their brains. With kids, the cerebral cortex doesn't form quite as fast as it does in kids without ADHD, which I found was really, really interesting. Interesting. Uh, I did not know that. There's a lot of things like that where the brain chemistry is different. The biology is different. uh, But also it comes with these sparks. Creativity is associated a lot with people with ADHD and just being able to connect things together that other people don't make that connection quite as easily. Yeah, since they see it differently. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't honor that in people, those people, like, first of all, you lose their input in society and you have less great ideas. And second, those people feel ashamed and feel like something's wrong with them. And why can't they keep up with everyone else? And that is what I get really, really. Oh, here I go. It shivers my timbers, Brie. It shivers my (laughs) timbers. Hopefully that episode aired already. <laughs> it hasn't yeah. yet. It hasn't yet. But there's an yet. Easter egg for you guys. There is an Easter egg. Keep on the lookout for that one. But it was it was a great talk with Jenny. And if you have a kid with neurodiversity or if you have neurodiversity yourself, get on that Wonder app and yes. find people around you who you can relate to and you can get information from. Yep. Check out understood.org. And then, yeah, check out that Wonder app. Wonder with a W, W, sorry, with a W, with a U. <laughs> W-U-N-D-E-R, wonder. wonder. And remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode.
Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking